We all like, we all like a good mystery. I mean, you get those big, those big mysteries, don't you? Where you're into a, a great book or a, or a film. Or there are those every day, those small mysteries. And I'm sure we've all experienced them, haven't we? And I've been giving this some thoughts recently, just at home with family life and, and so on. And there are these two, these two mysteries, these two everyday mysteries that I've hit on. And you may have experienced these mysteries as well. So there is, there is the one with the socks, the mystery with the socks. You know, if you're a man, sorry to stereotype, but it's there, isn't it? And this is how it works for me. I wear the socks. I wear the socks. I throw them in the wash basket where they collect up maybe over three or four days. Then they go somewhere and they come back washed. But then, but then, that's not the mystery. But then, when I come to pair them up and I put them in the drawer, there is always an odd number of socks, always one left over. And I was thinking, I can beat this, I can beat this mystery. I'm going to keep that one sock in the front of the drawer until the next time. And next time comes and there's, there's an odd number of socks. And I check it against the one in the front of the drawer. It's a different sock. What happens there? Another everyday mystery for me is what happens to me at my children's bedtime. See, we always read books together in bed. And I'm there and I'm reading their bedtime story. And I suddenly go incredibly tired. I mean, sleepy, tired. I can't explain how it just overwhelms me. When I'm reading a page and my, my eyes start to to close the the words are uh, coming out of my mouth but they're making no sense and then I wake with a, a start and, and and Jay's there my child he's, he's staring at me I know that I've just talked complete rubbish he knows I've just talked complete rubbish but I carry on as if nothing has happened and the Mr. Men story suddenly got a whole lot stranger every day mysteries everyday mysteries and I'm sure you will have more of those that you could tell me about and with any mystery it helps to take a closer look and this is where one of these comes in a magnifying glass to to take a closer look so let's let's look inside the mystery then let's put this resurrection under the magnifying glass and ask the question what happened I mean I mean Jesus did die he was put to death by Roman soldiers his body was placed in a tomb and sealed in and guarded and it should it should have been the end his disciples they were they were fearful their lives were threatened and in just 10 minutes I want to talk about three remarkable happenings three pieces of evidence which tells us that Jesus is alive and please this isn't necessarily a children's talk we all need to hear what our faith is founded on firstly then it all started with the empty tomb all four accounts we call them gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, which record the the life of of Jesus, report that on the Sunday morning, the tomb was empty, the body was gone. 
And I love the, the passion and the excitement that comes in the Gospel of, of John where he writes about two of the disciples, one of which was Peter, running to the tomb. Children, you know when there is something that you, you really want to see and you can't wait to, to get there. Well, that was Peter. Only he wasn't fast enough. He got out run. He arrived second. But he was the, the brave one. He went into the tomb and his, his, his heart would have been pounding through the exercise and the excitement of the, of the moment. And he saw it, the strips of linen and the cloth that would have been around Jesus' head. Now what is significant about this is that it was Jesus. It was his body, his physical body that had been put in the tomb dead. And now it was his body, his physical body that had gone No one would have believed anything else that followed if a body had still been there. And the authorities, both the the Romans and and the Jewish leaders, they would have been desperate to disprove this. They would have done anything possible to gain the body. But they couldn't, simply because it had gone. Jesus had risen. Secondly, There were the appearances. We're not just talking about one here. An unexplained sighting off in the distance, like one of those photos you see of an unidentified flying object that turns out to be a a frying pan. No. Jesus appeared to numerous people over a period of, of 40 days. He appeared to Mary Magdalene first at the tomb. And she thought he was the gardener until he called her by name. Then there were the the rest of the women and there was Peter. There were the two Jesus followers on the the road to Emmaus. There was the the disciples, all of them, minus Thomas, as they met behind a a locked door on the the evening of Jesus' resurrection. Then a day later, there were the disciples plus Thomas. And his doubts were overcome as he touched the wounds the marks that were left behind in Jesus' hands and, and side. The list goes on and on, different occasions, different people. The Apostle Paul in, in 1 Corinthians 15, when he wrote, he even tells of a, a moment when, when Jesus appeared to more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, were still alive then. What he was saying, what Paul was, was saying is that you could have gone up and asked them, any of those 500 people, and they would have said, yes, yes, I saw Jesus alive, risen from the dead. And what I think is so convincing about this is the normality of it all. When Jesus appeared, there were no fanfares of trumpets, no flashes of lightning, just the risen Jesus. Indoors, outdoors, standing, sitting, walking, eating, Physically there and in a a normal, composed way. Jesus spent real time with his followers. And he did it in style. In fact, perhaps the one that I like the most comes again in the Gospel of John. When Jesus strolls up on the beach while Peter and a a number of the disciples are are out fishing. Jesus collected some wood. He, He lit a fire. And then he cooked some breakfast, some, some char-grilled fish. I don't know if Peter asked for some hash browns as well or, or just enjoyed being in his master's company again. The thing is, this was Jesus. He 
had risen. The third and final evidence is this. What we're doing here, being church. If you think about it, the disciples, they would have been shattered, utterly helpless after the death of Jesus. The person that they had come to see as the, as the son of God, who they'd put all their faith in, was dead. It was game over. But something had happened. It must have happened. There is no other explanation for it, for their incredible reaction. Because seven weeks after the crucifixion, it was all back on again. And that could never have been fate. No one would have had the heart for it. No one would want to risk their lives for it because that's what it meant. And I don't think that those first disciples just took it in their, their stride like, Jesus is alive. I told you that had happened. They didn't. It was unexpected. It was only when they looked back that it made sense. When Jesus showed them all that had been written about him. I think their hearts and their, their heads would have been exploding with the facts of the situation. Really, they didn't have a choice now. They were convinced beyond any thought of personal security. This message had to go out. It had to go out. And the church was born. It literally exploded into life because Jesus had risen. The empty tomb. The appearances. The birth of the church. Jesus is alive. So if you haven't already, then look inside the mystery. The fact that Jesus is alive changed everything for those first followers and it changes everything for us now and the last two the last two questions of the children that they answered for us what did the disciples do when they realized Jesus was alive again they spread God's word exactly right and they celebrated that he was alive which is what we're going to do next. And finally, one more question. How do we follow Jesus? Go to church, read the Bible, be kind, good answers. Although there was, there was one other. Ask the same question. How do we follow Jesus? One child wrote, with a torch. <laughs> Children, hey, <laughs> But work with it, work with it. Jesus is the light of the world. And this is where I'm going to finish. Because I want us to respond to this. It is, it is Easter. And we have got a resurrection to celebrate. Jesus is alive. And we can follow him with or without a torch. And thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Death has been defeated because he has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 